Brent Lunacure, the Good Things Guy. How are you? I haven't, I feel like we haven't spoken enough in the last couple of years. <laughs> I'm so, so good. I'm in such a good space. But um, you're right, we don't speak enough. Uh, like once every day is just not enough, Danny. No, agreed. I need, and we should actually start like camera zooming or video calling or FaceTiming because I need to see. No, you no. Your hair is no, so Level two is in action. You are allowed to see friends and family. We should go to a restaurant Damn. and just have a good time. We should, uh, maybe, maybe I'll come with you to Spur on Saturday. I would love it if you came with me to Spur on Saturday. I'm here for it. I'm here for all yeah, of Yeah, the- and then I'll have a Beyond, what's it called? Beyond Beef Burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your life will change, bro. It will 100 I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm here for this and I'm ready. Let's do that this Saturday coming up. Uh, done. Done. But I mean, after, after you get back from your little holiday away, because you're going, away, <laughs> yes, I don't know if you can come with me yet. So um, I made uh, a decision, obviously, um, for the people that have been following it, my parents have had COVID and they have survived and they didn't really have any symptoms, which we're very thankful for. But what that means now is um, I can really spend time with them without being afraid. Hmm. Um, and they're not afraid anymore. So we decided as a little family, my mom, dad, myself, and my fiance are going to the bush for a week. We leave tomorrow, Tuesday, and we come back on Friday. And I cannot tell you, my state of mind and mental wellness is in such a good space. Um, I've got something that I'm looking forward to. I know that it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to Medikwe to Jackie's Tree Lodge, which I've been to a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I just... Oh, Danny, I'm so excited. After almost 160 days of staying at home, I'm finally going to go do something and go out and, you know, celebrate South Africa. And here's the thing. You know how many shows I missed because I'm a traveler. Like, I like going away and going out and seeing yeah. things and doing So this is a really big thing for me. And um, my mom and dad are so excited. I think it's just going to be a really, really good quality time away with family. I'm excited. I'm going to do it as soon as I can. I'm doing it as well. So I really do. I do think it's um, good for our mental wellness. Um, you know, the, the World Health Organization have now said that they believe that this um, pandemic and virus is going to be around for the next two years. And the reason for that is obviously they're developing vaccines and all those things. But we have to start um, making decisions with our hopes and not our fears. And I, and I think that's what I'm doing. So yeah, there's going to be lots of photos on Instagram. Please don't be jealous. Um, but I'm going to go spend some time in the bush and, you know, feed my soul. So speaking of feeding souls, the good things guy feeds souls every single day, whether or not you realize what you do, Brent, you do so much and you share such beautiful stories. And I always like to shout out to companies, big corporates that are doing the most. And this is not an ad. Um, I have been with MTN for a hundred million years and it never, ever changed, but they're doing something incredible. Can you please tell us about this? Yes. So Good Things Guy actually partnered with MTN on this, um, on this amazing campaign. And they basically wanted to help find all the heroes of Mzanzi. So what that means, I mean, there's amazing people doing things on the forefront of um, our health system, of our retailers, of, you know, the people that collect garbage on a Monday. They are heroes because they're doing it um, despite the pandemic and everybody else being locked away for the last, I don't know, 150 days or whatever it is. What they've done though, is they've asked to mention heroes that maybe we wouldn't know about. Maybe people that, um, 
that go under the radar. Um, and what they did is they asked all of their followers, or even if you weren't part of MTN, um, to send in a simple uh, hashtag, we good together, or everyday heroes to them. And they would select a couple of these people through Good Things Guy and, um, and just celebrate them. And I promise you, the stories that have come out, they actually took the time to go film all of the stories that we've been writing for the last, I think it's five weeks. There's five or six stories in total. Wow. And it's people from the SBCA, or there's an acclaimed chef that they speak about. Um, there's a teacher from Greenside High School who was also celebrated. And I implore every single listener, if you want to feel good, if you want to celebrate South Africans, if you want to just smile and, and you know, know that there's helpers and heroes out there, Go check out this article. It's MTN recognizes everyday COVID-19 heroes supporting over 30 initiatives. I promise you, after watching the videos, you will feel like a better human being. I 100% agree. You have to go and do that. But also another hero that's made a difference in our lives for a very long time and is now back making more, more of a difference. The ex-Springbok the Beast. What is he doing? Because I see like he's headlining everywhere. I know, Danny, I'm going to tell you what happened this morning. So we wrote the story um, over the weekend. And, you know, we get a lot of stories that come across our desk. And um, Tendar's story was, it's him and his wife that have created um, this green spaces at a school. Um, and it's the start of what is now being called um, the Beast Foundation. So mm -hmm. this is the start of something so much bigger where they're going to be putting food gardens in different schools and different communities. Um, they're very passionate South Africans. And for this one, his sponsor came on board and gave him 120,000 Rand to start off. Wow. Um, yeah. To start off the initiative. But I must tell you, right. So we, we write things all the time and it is absolutely, absolutely beautiful what the beast and his wife are doing. I think it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, but then we write the story and this morning on our Good Things Guy Insta, the beast has done a mention on his Instagram of Good Things Guy. And I all of a sudden go into like groupie mode. <laughs> and it's weird because I've written the story, but I'm celebrating the fact that he's celebrating that we wrote the story. It is the funniest thing. So myself and, and Tyler, um, Tyler is my, uh, my senior writer and she also runs the Instagram. We were like, I don't know, like, the day before Christmas or the day of Christmas. We were just <laughs> so elated by his um, shout out this morning on his Instagram, which is super, super cool. I think that's awesome though. I'm the same. When someone else shouts out to me, especially if there's someone that I look up to, I don't care. I will jump up and down and scream and shout and retweet and screenshot and send it to my family group and be like, look what just happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a weird thing. Like we, we write about all these amazing people all the time. But I think when someone who is... <sighs> You know what, as South Africans, or even as, as people that, um, humans, we look up to sportsmen. It's something that we do from when we're young. Um, they, they hold the country uh, in the highest regard. If you think of uh, winning the World Cup and all these good moments, and then the beast goes and puts you on his Instagram. It's a really cool feeling. <laughs> okay, so now from the beast to... Uh, something very serious and something that I think we've forgotten about during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
that we're not only fighting COVID, there are people who are still fighting all kinds of different things from autoimmune diseases to disabilities to cancer and leukemia especially. And you wrote an article that I really wanted to talk about because there is a new approach that you say in this article to treat young South African, uh, one young South African with leukemia. What is this and will this give hope to more people? Major, major hope. So in what is likely a medical first in South Africa, uh, it's called the radio the radiotherapy departments at Netcare Unitas in Centurion, uh, they delivered a course of full body radiation using volumetric arc therapy in the treatments wow. of the seven-year-old leukemia patients. Those are really big words and really big terms, but what it means is that science meets technology and they, they're coming up with new procedures to treat different types of cancer. And um, why this story resonated with me and why I chose to, to feature it is because in my family and my extended family and my friends, um, cancer is a reality. Yeah. And I've had so many people around me who have either had cancer or not survived or, you know, it's heart-wrenching and, and really heartbreaking stories. Um, but this gives new light um, to, to what is now uh, bone marrow cancer for this, this seven-year-old, but also for the rest of South Africa. So I think it's a really um, interesting article if you, if you, understand a lot of scientific terms it is i mean it speaks about uh how high energy x-rays are used to kill cancer cells and all sorts of things but this is a new technology and i think that needs to be excited it needs to be celebrated because it's exciting um that, that new treatments are coming into play that can give us all hope that um cancer patients can can get through this fight that they're fighting and you know what danny you mentioned now we're fighting this pandemic and we have, uh, I, I don't know what, I think it's like 150 days of lockdown that yeah. we've been fighting this pandemic. But we cannot forget that there are, are people fighting other battles during this time as well, yeah. on top of that. And I think um, my heart just goes out to anybody that's, uh, that's going through a tough time and fighting the biggest battles. And I just want to thank you, Danny, for giving a little spotlight and a moment to remember that. No, we have to. We have to because there are definitely people. And, but also, I think... Um, I'm a bit um, drawn to talking about it because I've lost people in my life very close to me to cancer and any kind of way to fix it or cure it or make it better or make it easier. I'm always going to talk about that. Always. Love, 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 love. And that's something I don't want to make this a gushing ego fest, but it's something I love about you is that you use your platform to make a difference um, to so many people and, and the lives that, uh, you know, the listeners are listening right now and they're feeling the same, some of them, and you, you deliver a little bit of hope. So thank you. Thank you for giving me the platform to talk about my stuff. Let's move on quickly before we start gushing. Um, Leilani Kite, she was on my podcast a little while ago, and she is an incredible woman. She's a survivor, but also she's using her platform to do something insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, I mean, you've, you've obviously met her. So yeah. she's a rape and gender-based violence survivor. And as we know in South Africa, gender-based violence is a massive, massive problem that doesn't seem to be going away it's um danny i've had you on my podcast where you were angry there was anger and we were talking about gbv about toxic masculinity about rape about what is going on in south africa and it's voices like lilani's that give other people a platform to talk about what they've been through so how's this 
Leilani, for 45 years of her life, she kept quiet about what she had been through. 45 years, she held onto a secret because she felt embarrassed or she wanted to keep it pushed away. She didn't want to deal with it. And then last year, at 45 years old, she took a 27-day journey covering a distance of 729 kilometers to take a, take a stand against sexual assault and gender-based violence. And she's back this year to do it again. Not, <laughs> 700, not 729 kilometers, but she's doing 448 kilometers to support survivors of GBV. And I absolutely love that she's taking it head on, she's being brave, and she's speaking out. It really does make a difference. It does make a difference. And like I always say, it's so important to talk about these stories because it happens a lot, like you just said. I mean, we have super high rates of GBV and it's so much easier to tell your truth when someone else does. When they're brave, you can be brave. It's almost like they give you the ability to be brave. And so this is why I wanted to use, I wanted to, to chat about this story, especially with it being like the last few days of August, which is Women's Month. I think it is hugely, hugely, hugely important. And um, it's stories like Leilani's that you do right. It gives hope to others. Yeah. Um, I must tell you, though, there's, there's something to add on to this. Uh, if anybody out there has not seen the movie Bombshell yet, oh. you need to watch it. It's Charlize Theron. Um, it's, it's the real story of an American network and the toxic masculinity, the sexual assault, the GBV, and it literally unfolds how one person's truth allows everybody else to open up. And I think the more that we, uh, we tell these stories, the more that the stories are told, the more people that stand up, it gives just other people the hope to do the same. Absolutely. And also, like, I was watching, I watched Bombshell very recently, and there are points, I think, in, in telling your truth where you're going to not think that you've made the right decision because it seems like everything is going against you. But I promise you, as soon as you've spoken those words and as soon as you've told the truth, it will eventually create a space that's good and better. Um, yeah. You've yeah. got to go through all of the, the bad and the hard and the ugly again. And then you've got to go through all of the turbulence and the upheaval that that causes. But at the end of that is an incredible life. I love it. And, and that's why I mentioned the movie is because that's exactly the turning point in the movie. There's yeah. people that feel that they've done the wrong thing and then they, um, you need to watch the movie. But yeah, Leilani, Leilani follows that same route. And I think uh, both of these stories are really cool. Okay, let's talk about another really, really, really good news story. 120 homeless Capetonians reintegrated with families. Yeah, so um, during, during this lockdown, the city of Cape Town have done quite a few things for the homeless community in, in the city. And um, they basically, they sent out a press release which listed all the things that they'd done where the, uh, 1,352 homeless people were provided with uh, clinical treatment for all sorts of conditions. Um, over 4,500 meals were issued every day to look after them. 2,000 mattresses, 2,000 blankets, and they had tents for the homeless to stay in during this time. Wow. And um, the biggest thing that stood out for me was 120 homeless people were reintegrated with their families. And why I, I think this is so important 
is because if you can integrate a homeless person back into where they came from, to their families, to their homes, it'll give, give, get them off the streets, but it'll also give them a support structure as well. It will give them their family back. It will you know, give them a purpose in society. I think it's one of the easiest, not easiest, because it's really difficult. It's really tough to reintegrate or find a family for a homeless person when, they, when they've sort of been in that position for many, many years. But to do it, is groundbreaking because it's just, it's a better treatment than um, it's treating. What do they say? It's treating the cause and not the symptom. Yeah. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. So um, I think it's, it's a really cool story and that really stood out for me. Um, I haven't seen the same stats in the rest of the country and I've been searching and I'm hoping that uh, Joburg and Durban's homeless activity or, or what they've tried to do over this time is, is on par with what Cape Town did. And I'm sure it is. I just need to find the information and then we will report on it as well. Brendan, look here. Good things, Guy. Thank you. Um, oh, ooh, before you go, before you go and go on holiday, who is on Christmas <laughs> tomorrow morning at half past seven? Well, that's exciting. I've actually, I've brought rubber duck back. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why. They, they released a song on Friday, which made me cry. Okay. It's a new song and they wrote it in lockdown again. And I just feel like, you know, they, it's so incredibly important, um, the work that they're doing. It's so cool to hear the, the talent, the creativity. And I also get to speak about um, how they've survived lockdown. Because obviously as an entertainer, you live off live gigs, really. The music that you make is great to be on iTunes or Apple or whatever, but it's really the live gigs that are paying you. And currently, those gigs aren't happening. So it's a very interesting conversation. Okay. Half past seven tomorrow on Jackpot. That's it. You can visit the Jacaranda website to, uh, to get that podcast. It will be live from early in the morning. And Danny, I just want to wish you a great week. I'm going to be sending you all sorts of stuff from the bush. And to all the listeners, only good things.